Okay, we are stepping into a beautiful interview session episode here on your Routine Queen podcast. And I am dialed in with the beautiful Natalia Ivasechko, who's based out of Croatia. And we had the opportunity to meet through Instagram. So if you are ever nervous about reaching out to people that you think are inspiring or you could collaborate with on Instagram, sometimes very beautiful collaborations, conversations, and up levels can come from just like, hey, I think you're amazing. We should connect. And she works with soul-led entrepreneurs to shift their energy from lack to abundance. And that can mean a lot of different things. And we're going to explore some of that today so that you can really feel loved, pampered, and supported by money. So if that's something that feels far from where you're at right now, this episode is going to be really beneficial for you. This is Chelsea Fournier, aka Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. Natalia has a background in marketing. She has a marketing degree. She worked at a digital agency and then really started to shift herself personally and professionally and is now shifted into doing work that truly feels like a soul purpose, soul match for her. So Natalia, thank you for coming on here today to share that soul purpose in a little taste today. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for such warm, welcoming introduction. I'm so honored to be here with you. And yeah, I'm so excited to, to tell you everything. To tell us everything. We'll do it. Okay. <laughs> So when, right before we hopped on and started this recording, I asked you about your background. And similar to me, when people ask me about like, oh, when I was a lawyer, sometimes it feels like, oh yeah, I forget about that part of my life because it feels so disconnected with who I am today and who I embody, the version of me that I embody today. And so I would love to hear, like walk us through just a little bit when I was just asking you, you know, working at the digital agency or marketing degree and you're like, oh yeah, like that feels so different. What started to shift your identity? Obviously, you're an online coach now, really living your purpose. What started you to shift from being in that corporate world, more traditional marketing, to stepping out of that? Yes, um, I think things were not going as planned because I was really passionate about marketing and I could really picture myself, you know, working in digital marketing agency mm -hmm. and all of that. But I need to say that deep down, I was unfulfilled. I yeah. felt like something was missing. I felt like I can do so much more. I have so much more potential and I just felt like my soul was dying, <laughs> I need mm, to say. And I was changing yeah. jobs. I was changing a lot of jobs, trying to find like the secret, you know, trying to find something that will fulfill me. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't understand with my mind, what is that, right? I was always attracted to spirituality and to psychology. And I actually have 
experienced a chronic illness which actually triggered my spiritual hmm. awakening journey oh, wow. so okay. yeah due to chronic illness I need to just cancel my nine to five and I started spending my time at home mm-hmm. and I was deeply depressed I didn't understand what was going on with my life and all of that has actually triggered my spiritual awakening journey Wow. So I, yeah, so I just started, I actually found out about coaching, which is not something we talk usually here about in Croatia. <laughs> we don't talk about a coaching. We don't have a lot of coaching industry in Croatia, but I was really attracted to it mm. because I always love to work with people. I will always love to make people happy and to make a huge impact because as I mentioned, I was always attracted to psychology and spirituality. So as I started my spiritual awakening journey, the more I was peeling the layers of who I'm not, the more I have become who I really am. And this is how my identity of marketing expert actually started slowly to shift away because this was not who I am, you know, deep inside. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that term, you know, spiritual awakening, is it's such a powerful term that can mean so many different things to different people. Like if you were to put yourself back to the beginning, when you're starting to peel, like you said, peeling back layers, what do you feel like you really stepped into? Was it being introduced to a certain guru or book or just like really getting deep inside of yourself? What was it that started that catalyst for you? Yes, as I mentioned, it was my chronic illness because people usually they are not ready for a change until something very bad happens. I know this sounds yeah. like yeah. Um, dramatic, but it's true, you know, because we are so comfortable being in being in the familiarity, you know, in, in our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, com- we are comfortable with our negative emotions, negative conditions, even though it's painful, but it's comfortable. So Mm. something for me happened that triggered my spiritual awakening was my chronic illness. And Mm -hmm. for me, spiritual awakening has skyrocketed in the two years because um, everything started to shift. You know, people will approach to me, you know, like my guides, my, as you said, like Mm -hmm. gurus, the right people started to coming in my life. The people who really helped me to peel those layers Mm. And this is how I actually become more conscious about the things that I have created before that I wasn't aware. Yeah, interesting. And so as you're walking that path and you are now then, so at the same time, there's probably a point in time where you were kind of fairly new in your spiritual awakening and fairly new in stepping to running an online business. And so as you're kind of finding your footing and who you are and peeling back Mm. more layers now, also putting yourself out online to like build a brand and build something that's not typical in your in your culture and nearby like how did that feel in the very beginning did you immediately feel like this is my purpose or was it like I don't want to put my face out on social media what am I doing (laughs) (laughs) yes well I'm just I can say I'm a basic human (laughs) Um, I was definitely afraid and the good things that happened for me is that I started 
my coaching business during my spiritual awakening, mm. you know, mm -hmm. because then I have actually discovered that business, it's not just about selling and marketing and showing up, but it's amazing mm. self-discovery journey, mm. you know, so I wow. have used the triggers in my business to actually yeah. deepen my spiritual awakening to actually yeah. grow and evolve more to expand my, my soul because I wasn't um, running away from my triggers I wasn't a, I wasn't running away from my fears and shadows that mm -hmm. actually coaching has awakened within me right yeah but yeah. I actually decided to pace it and to heal it I was looking at at these things like an amazing opportunity to let something go, to process, to, re to yeah. release it, to let it go wow. and to come back to who I really am. I just want, like, I hope people are really listening to that because many of my listeners are, maybe it's one or the other or both, fairly early in their spiritual awakening, fairly early in their business, maybe both, maybe one is like more advanced than the others. But if you can truly, like, I think I've gotten to the place in my business and in my journey as well of seeing the beauty of the fact that putting yourself out there and creating an online business is just being full on out there and saying, this is who I am. And this is the value I place on my time or on my services. And, and that can grow. And so just a question that kind of links to that. Did you ever have a feeling of imposter syndrome? Oh my gosh, I've never done this. I need to go get 20 certifications before I can hold myself out or like, how did you develop that confidence to start shifting your expertise into this new area? Yeah, amazing question. And I think that we can talk about like the next five hours on that topic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you can relate. <laughs> yes, as I mentioned, is that when I started my coaching business and when I started to pay attention to the triggers, yeah. I actually started to connect with this other part of me who is not so confident. Um, we can call them like inner child or we can call them like, you know, our teenage, teenage self or some other part of us who've been like very buried deep down in our subconscious, right? So it's when one part of us, it's not feeling confident, you know, it's not that it's our higher self. It's not that it's, that it's our soul, right? Because we know when we know who we are, when we know how unique we are, how talented we are, we all we have to do is to show up and to share with the world our gifts. But one part of us, with, which is mostly our wounded inner child, holds on certain beliefs that are sabotaging our progress right so what we need to show up on stories with the, we are afraid of being seen we are afraid of failure we are afraid of, of success it can be you know we are afraid of rejection there are a lot of different reasons why we are afraid of putting ourselves out there right and the thing that I was doing is that I would just sit with this emotion I will sit with a fear and connect with this other part of me who was feeling afraid, right? Who thought yeah. like, I'm not good enough, that I don't deserve it, that I'm not worthy of having clients or I'm not worthy of having business or this other part of me who was afraid, I will still, I will sit with this other part and hold the space for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and when we hold the space for, for this other part, when we say it's okay to feel that way, right? Mm -hmm. Because most of the times we we humans we are trying to avoid the pain 
right? Mm -hmm. But when we actually accept the pain, where we hold the space for it, where we say it's okay to feel that way, the pain will dissolve, the belief will dissolve, mm -hmm. and we will get free from this pattern, right? Yeah. So slowly and surely, I started to clean that, and I started gaining more confidence, because when we clean those patterns and conditioning and all of that, mm -hmm we are again stepping in our true power who we really are and this is how I have became more and more confident yeah wow and you make I mean I know that it's not simple but you make it sound so simple of experience the trigger there is a fear there's part of you that was probably well served when you were a young you know a young child a teenager to almost like as a protective barrier or survival mechanism to stop doing something that felt hard or felt scary or felt unworthy yeah. and now as an adult you're saying no but I need to put myself out there I feel led to be putting myself out there to attract and support and so just really sitting with it and allowing the space of feeling that it can like it can sound so simple hearing it from someone but then when you're in the muck of it <laughs> you're like well how do I do this right did you have any support or mentorship or coaches that supported you through this? Or were you just really committed to exploring it for yourself? Yes, I need to say that I definitely had support because yeah. I was trying to find the solutions and it's definitely hard on your own, I need to say. Yeah. Yeah. Even though um, this is your purpose, even though this is like very simple for me because later on I actually discovered that, you know, when you said it, I explained so simply because for me yeah. it is very simple. And yeah. I thought like, okay, so, well, this is simple for everyone. You know, everyone knows this. Right, right. <laughs> and then people told me like, no, it's not simple <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah. And then I actually discovered, okay, this is my zone of genius, right? For this. Yeah. yeah. But the beginning was definitely not like that. Definitely. Yeah. So I yeah. definitely had a support. I had my mentor here in Croatia. I was a part okay. of group coaching and she explained me everything. Yeah. But my biggest like gift is that I've been through it on my own right because mm. um, I heal it on my own mostly without the support because it was mm. like easy for me and I was I was dedicated to doing that right yeah, yeah. Um, now when I look back to <laughs> to this whole journey I was like oh my god was it was I crazy you know <laughs> why I was right. doing this job because right. looking it, it it feels hard you know it feels exhausting but it's definitely so much freedom, so much joy, so much happiness yeah. on the other side. So yeah. it's definitely worth it. Mm. You know, I think it brings up for me that everybody's sole purpose is different. Yeah. But I do hear time and time again, I'd love to hear from an expert like you. When we talk about inner child work or, you know, pain that was experienced, as you said, like during the teenage years. I feel like there's a lot of people who look back on their childhood and say, I don't know, there was no specific trauma experience mm. or like, you know, I didn't have one of those events that we categorically yeah. think of as trauma. But in your experience, does everybody have something to heal, even if they're not like quite aware of, oh my gosh, it was definitely that thing, right? Like, do we all have inner child work to do? Well, I need to say that I was one of those 
people you know who you know my childhood was pretty good you know yeah. I don't I didn't have any major trauma I didn't have you know I wasn't uh, abused or any kind of that any kind yeah. of that stuff but still my inner child was so wounded so mm. I need to say that I was unconscious it's not that I didn't have a trauma I was mm-hmm. unconscious and mostly we are unconscious before we before we experience spiritual awakening so i deeply believe that mm. if you're human you have traumas it's just wow. how it is wow. right yeah. Yeah. because what trauma is trauma it's trauma it's not something bad how most people will will say mm. right okay trauma is the part of our ego and ego is here to protect us and to help Mm -hmm. us live on earth right Mm -hmm. it's the only way why we have it so our our higher self so our higher self is the version of us without ego right without traumas but when we are here on earth we have this kind of ego right yeah which is would consist of unhealed inner child of limiting beliefs and all of that that we soak up when we were children right right right. so if you lived in the family you know for example I had emotionally unavailable father and I didn't actually realize that before spiritual awakening you know then I was attracted to emotionally unavailable man you know and Uh, we think that things are happening to us right we don't think that we have a power so we should, if we are satisfied that we are alive, you know, mm. and as, for everything's going smoothly, I'm not saying, you know, go and check your traumas, definitely not. Yeah. But if you feel yeah. like calling, like there is the gap in your life, you know, in your business, in your relationship, most probably the answer is in the childhood. Yeah. Well, I think something that's come up for me doing a lot of this more shadow work and understanding like more about complex trauma and that it doesn't have to be one acute because I was the person that was like, I don't know, outside looking in, I feel like everybody would have envied my childhood, but why is it that I carry this? And how, how did you deal with or support your clients in dealing with addressing the inner child and looking at their childhood from this like observer perspective without, I don't want to say without judging, without being like angry at these people who were in your life. Do you know what I mean? Like the past generation, say your father who was emotionally unavailable. How do you focus on just supporting healing you heal or healing your client, healing that inner child without it becoming this big conflict with your father, for example? Do you know what I mean? Like to move forward without it dragging up all kinds of things within your family. Yes, emotions will definitely arise, you know, Um, if we if we don't dig deep in the trauma, we have Mm -hmm. actually created kind of like self coping mechanisms, right? We like put put the bottle and inside of the bottle, there are like all those emotions that are already within us. If we are angry at our father or our mother, we are already holding that within us, right? Mm. One part of us, is already angry. So we are actually giving opportunity to express this anger, but not towards your father, not towards your mother, but we create a safe space where you can do it with your coach on your yeah. own because it's yeah. just an emotion that you need to let go right that you yeah. need to process when you let go of this emotion there is no more mm-hmm. anger there is mm-hmm. no more you know like 
all these kind of negative emotions towards yeah. your father, right? So this is one of the ways forgiveness, right? A lot of people yeah. think that forgiveness is the first step, but it's not. Forgiveness is the last step. Before we need to process the anger, right? The, or the grief, or I don't know what other emotions come up maybe for you, if yeah. you can help yeah. me. But yeah. all of these emotions and their forgiveness comes at the end. It's like the, the next yeah. logical, natural step because I don't, mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, I don't have anything that I can, you know, like say to you that yeah. I can, yeah. right? So I can forgive you. And we can also look at it from a bigger perception is that we all have a plan when we have, when we have came here. Mm-hmm. We all choose our father or our mother mm-hmm. to do this to us so we can awaken or so we can resolve certain things from the past right yeah so what is a great about a business is that when we started to working um on, on our mindset towards business <laughs> most of the time we go into childhood and we are healing oh, mother wounds we are healing father wounds right yeah. Yeah. people think it's about business but a feeling that you're feeling right now and that is mm-hmm. triggering you in the business maybe that coach who is making more money than you maybe that coach mm-hmm. who is more successful or maybe your bank account is triggering you. Mm-hmm. When we came to the root, it's all coming back to your childhood, right? Mm, wow. So you think wow. that this feeling that you're feeling right now, yeah. you know, it's coming from that client or from that coach. No, it's actually coming from your mother and from your father. This is that mm. frozen feeling that you still haven't healed. So mm. this is why I say that um, running a business is an amazing opportunity for a self-discovery journey because yeah. we are triggering to that old wounds and we mm-hmm. have opportunity to bring it to the surface and to heal it. Wow. I love how positive you make it all sound because when you're in the shadow <laughs> work and in the darkness, it can feel like, am I ever going to be on the other side of it? Is there always going to be something more to heal? And this is just you know, I, I know it can definitely feel like me for me at times of like, okay, started my spiritual awakening is the rest of my life, just healing the next thing after the other. But the way that you're describing it is you really can get on the other side and be in a state of compassion and forgiveness. And that's really where so much more magic is going to happen. Definitely. Definitely. For me, it took me two years to come to the other side where I feel at peace confident mm. you know call yeah. I'm yeah. not saying that I don't have the things to heal because they say there will always be something yeah sure but I didn't have support right so I would truly right. believe that people who have the right coach the right support they can yeah. you know they can feel that way in in very short periods short time I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm not advocate for the things of oh, your whole lifetime you're going to spend like this. No, if you feel ready to heal that, if mm-hmm. because you need to be ready, mm-hmm. you need to be ready to face your fears. And not everyone is ready, but if you feel that you're ready, it w- it can happen super fast, super yeah. fast. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. And so now you call yourself an abundance coach. So let's kind of flip to the moving forward in your business or helping your clients move forward in their business beyond the stuckness, we'll just call it. Um, What does abundance truly mean to you when you're coaching someone towards abundance? What does abundance mean to you? Yes, my a lot of my clients uh, think that abundance is, you know, like 
having a great bank account, having a lot of clients or having a lot of followers, but abundance is like anything else, just the state of the consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I will say the higher state of the consciousness, which is highly related with our crown chakra. So abundance actually means feeling whole, full and complete, regardless of outside circumstances, right? Mm. Because no matter how much money you are making, or no matter where you are in your business, you can always feel lack if you if you're carrying those kind of energies, right? Yeah. So abundance has nothing to do where you are in your business, how much mm-hmm. you're making or with your bank account, but it's the state of consciousness that you are intentionally choosing to embody every single day, right? Mm-hmm. So I also want to mention that there is like huge misconception about abundance in the industry. You have probably heard about a lot of people that they will tell you, you just need to feel abundant, right? You need right, to like, oh, like- if I do that, of course. I- <laughs> <laughs> now it's changed your life. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, they will tell you like, you just need to feel abundant. You need to feel yeah. like you already have what you want, right? How yeah. many times you have heard that? Yeah, just like, you know, envision a full calendar and all of a sudden it will be full or like, you know, just these small, I, I would say very glib, like, oh, just easy fix, just do that. And you're like, well, if I knew how to do that, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. If it's that simple, mm-hmm. everyone will do it, right? Yeah. But abundance is again as forgiveness is the last step. It's not the mm. first step. So we should not approach it just feel abundant. But mm. abundance is the last step. As I said, it's highly connected with the crown chakra, which means that we need to clean all the other chakras, starting from mm. root, to reach abundance, right? Mm. Wow. Because it's hard to feel abundant when you think that you're not good enough right? When you think that you're not worthy of money and clients, how possibly you can feel abundant? Yeah. Right. Because you, if you think that you're not good enough, you're immediately closing yourself for receiving Mm -hmm. and abundance. It's all about receiving, right? Yeah. So this is just one of limiting belief that is blocking our abundance. For example, it's also hard to feel abundant when you think there is never enough money right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because this is also another belief, another trauma, which is stored in our bodies and energy fields, and mm-hmm. it's vibrating through us, right? Right, right? So how you can feel abundant, if you really believe there is not enough money, if you have yeah. proofs through your whole life, if you have lived in lack your whole life, right? Yeah. This is why I'm so passionate about it. And why I always share my truth is, Things are simple, but not so simple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just just feel abundant and that's it, you know. Right. It's hard. It's great if there are certain people who can do this, you know, they hear that, they can do this. Amazing. But for most people, this mm-hmm. is not a case, right? Mm. Well, and I recently had uh, the experience of being in a guided meditation. So and Natalia actually came in as an aligned mindset expert into my group program, Aligned to Ignite. And immediately after we hung up, so many of my students were like, oh my God, she's so resonating with me. This was so powerful. Or, you know, I'd been able to be in a guided meditation, but never to the deep level that they had experienced. And so the feedback coming in, I just wanted you to know, because it was just last yeah, week. Great. Um, That's amazing. It was, it was so powerful. And for anybody who's here, maybe early in there, if you're listening and you're early in your business journey, 
uh, and wanting to get to that place where you're running an online business for purpose and profit. I'll put a link in the show notes for um, where you could book a call for a program inquiry to learn about Align to Ignite. But when I was in that space and, and you were kind of walking us through, it just felt like I was being held like held in a space that was allowing me to go deeper than I have in other guided meditations. So I know the power of even just, it sounds simple, right? Like, oh, she did a guided meditation and people felt it was here. <laughs> like it sounds simple, but I mean, what would you say your zone of genius is when you're walking clients through this? Why is working with you different than working with someone else or doing this type of work on, on their own? I'm just curious what you feel, what you perceive your zone of genius to be. Yes, um, a lot of my clients told me, you know, like you just hold a space and I feel ready to go deep, right? Because mm. I've been held, you're here with me, I feel safe, right? Mm -hmm. And there is a whole other vibe and the difference a coach can make when, yeah. you, you, when you give a permission to your clients to feel those emotions, when you give yeah. a permission to a client's to be there with those emotions you know you're not alone there is someone here with you and it's going mm -hmm. and they are saying to you everything's okay everything's okay you're safe right mm -hmm. but the, the my zone of genius it's definitely removing blocks right yeah. <laughs> removing those limiting beliefs because yeah. I've been so like I even can say obsessed in mm -hmm. in some way with limiting beliefs and I really my mind was doing all of those visualizations. So if, if, if you are good at visualizing things, you're my ideal mm -hmm. client. <laughs> oh, because yeah, yeah. my mind, a lot of techniques and tools that I'm using with, working, with the work of my clients are my own, you know? No uh, one taught me that. I see. I have yeah. created on my own. So why I think that working with me is powerful is because it didn't took a course and now I'm teaching that to people. Just like cookie it's, cutter, like in your exactly. voice with somebody else. I see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, a lot of visualizations are my own that mm. that helped me to break through, you know, money blocks that helped me wow. to break through the lack, right? Yeah. And no one taught me that, you know, mm -hmm. it was like mm -hmm. my own way to do that. This is because I think this is unique. Yeah. because it's coming officially from me no one yeah. has taught me that they help yeah. me definitely in some kind of level yeah but I also have my tools which I use for clients mm -hmm. and I'm very good at removing those blocks mm -hmm. and to connecting my clients with this like deeper subconscious mind right yeah it's really powerful and I can totally relate like even you know, we do very different work where I help people somewhat with some of the masculine energy of the decisions they need to make to create a lunch and do some of the things that they struggle with in running an online business. But I can relate in that when I sit down to make a module or create a course, I don't know if channel is the right word, but the experience that I have is I have to be in the right energy. And then it just all comes out like, oh, there's, I just start. And then like, two hours later, there's like a hundred slides made. And I don't really remember exactly. how it happened. And exactly. that might sound crazy to some people, but like when you're in that zone of genius, and that's why like so many people make fun of me, there's always typos in my work because I just like, <laughs> like I go so fast, but so much of the work, quote unquote, work time for me 
is grooming my energy, clearing my energy, getting clear, like really attaching energetically to my soul client. So that then when I'm like, okay, these are my two hours to make my slides. It's like, it just comes through. And so I totally get that when you're in that zone of genius, it's like, well, nobody else made this because I like channeled it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. When people, when people ask you like how you do it or Mm -hmm. what you do is just, you don't know, it comes naturally to you. Right. Yeah. And so it sounds simple, just like you're making (laughs) yours sound simple, but it's like, well, if it was easy, if it was simple for everybody, then everybody would be at the level of spiritual awakening that you're at. And everybody would be at the level of like making slides, even though that seems like a silly, <laughs> silly task, but people need it, right? So I have a question because before we were started the recording and I, I kind of said, knowing that you were going to have an interesting answer, I said, like, do you, as we get towards the end, like, do you have a, a simple tip or something that if someone is listening to this and saying, I want to start my spiritual awakening, or I want to get to a new level of abundance, like what is something somebody could do? And you had such a beautiful answer. I would love to just like explore that in the last couple of minutes. So I'll just ask it as I did. Natalia, if you had one simple tip that, you know, somebody could start doing to move towards that frequency of abundance on a daily basis, like what would you say? Yes, I decided to niche down towards money blocks, right? Because um, a lot of money uh, limiting beliefs are blocking abundance, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep us lock in reality where lack seems real. So mm. for people who feel like they can't reach abundance or who feel very anxious and fearful towards their finances, if they are worrying about it, if they can look at their bank account, they should probably pay attention to what I'm going to say because I'm yeah. going to give you one of like very amazing tips. Everyone can use it, right? Okay. So um, money is energy, right? As everything yeah. else, it needs to move in and out, right? If, if it doesn't move, it becomes stagnant and stuck, mm-hmm. as you said, how to get yeah. out of this stuckness, right? Yeah. So what actually keeps money stagnant? It's we are putting blocks when money comes in And when money comes out, right, we Mm -hmm. are creating those blocks and we keep this energy stagnant. So what people can do to actually see those and to discover the limiting beliefs is they can close their eyes Mm -hmm. and to imagine money coming to them. They can imagine Mm -hmm. people giving them money. They can imagine their bank account or PayPal notifications and just to pay attention, how do they feel, right? give yourself a time and pay attention how do you feel do you feel like spacious liberating do you feel normal natural or do you feel a resistance do you feel Mm. uncomfortable because you're you're receiving money right pay attention what your mind will say to you right what your subconscious will say so you may hear like I don't deserve that money. You may feel, I feel guilty for receiving. I feel bad because I feel like I'm taking um, money away from people, right? You can hear a lot of stuff that are actually blocking your money flow, right? Mm -hmm. And when you find what is that belief, what you can do is you can sit with that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And you can even try, I know this is going to seem like very scary for some people but try to link it to your childhood mm-hmm. all right try to mm. go deeper and to see what were the situations in your life that mm. made you feel like that same way exactly exactly yeah. wow. so because this is the feeling that actually is creating how you feel right now 
-hmm. and sit with that feeling because now I'm trying to use my mind to go there but your body Mm. knows right your body Mm. knows and it wants to let that energy go right it Mm -hmm. wants to let that um emotions go so maybe you're angry at money because you didn't have the money uh, to buy the things you wanted when you were a child when you were a teenager right right? yeah yeah because another thing that I use is imagine the money in front of you as a person Mm -hmm. would you like to hug the money or not you know, mm-hmm. if people don't like to hug the money, you know, oh my God, it's dirty. You know, I, I don't want to hug it, right? Because our subconscious mind thinks money is dirty. There mm. are a lot of programming and conditioning that we watch on television, you know, like mm. the money is dirty, you know, or there is yeah. never enough. All of yeah. those things, you can just sit and see what will come up for you, what kind mm. of resistance, process, release it and let it go. And you are going immediately to shift in another reality, right? You don't, you just need to let that limiting belief go go, and it naturally shifts you in a different state of mind where Mm -hmm. now you can receive the money with ease. You can feel happy because Mm. you receive it, right? It's not, there is no anymore that guilt. So there will be some practical, very advices, especially for money that people can use. Yeah. what I love about that is that it's it's really helping you to embrace some, some shadow work. It's not like, oh, listen to this pretty affirmation once a day and you'll be fine. Like this really can't be done in a group. Like everybody's experience is different. Exactly. exactly. You know, not everybody's, everybody's story is going to be different. Your grandmother said something different about money that was you haven't thought about in years of why that would be impacting you. And so as we wind down, since we're on your Routine Queen podcast, I want to ask you a question about routines. So you are an online business, you put out beautiful content, you've got, it looks like you've got all kinds of good things going on. And so I have one question. What is one routine that you feel like truly serves you well in your business right now? And then we'll have the flip side. What is one area of your life or business that you wish had some more routine right now? So let's start with the positive. Like what is one routine that you feel like you have gotten down pat as a business owner that others could be inspired by? Uh, I love the question. Um, when I started my, my coaching business, my routine was paying attention to my triggers, right? Mm. Um, I've, been, I've been really paying attention to my f- triggers. I've been doing a lot of shadow work. That was my mm. routine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it definitely helped me a lot. Now I feel very powerful, very calm. I don't have to do any more the shadow work. I don't have to do mm. any more these practices in, in the same percentage, But now that I will say what I do is I just check in with my energy and I try to embody the version of myself that I want to be, right? Mm. So before what I was doing is I will heal those limiting beliefs and then I will wait. This was a huge mistake that I was doing. So instead Uh of wait or hoping or praying or waiting, oh my God, I'm going to post this caption, this story. Let's Mm. see what will happen. Instead of doing that, we should try to create our reality. We should try to decide. When I say decide, that means embodying really the version of yourself that you want that you want to have. Now that's easy for some people who have done a lot of like inner work, but for people who it's not easy to imagine that, as I said, the abundance is not the first step, then you should definitely pay attention to your triggers. Yeah. This was my routine that definitely helped me like in a huge way yeah 
like I love that you're really speaking to when you're early in your spiritual awakening and early in your business some of or all of the time that you spend on your shadow work or releasing limiting beliefs actually is business time like I color code my calendar and like purple is work time and so to me if I were to be carving out time for that space for that healing in my mind that would be the same color as work if that makes sense just to like be absolutely very like oblique about it that you know you can't do the work without having done the work if that makes sense that's really exactly and it is the work definitely it is the work because everything changes when you approach the strategy from the right energy right Mm. because if your energy is not right no matter what kind of strategy you're going to do yeah it will not feel right right Mm. (laughs) so now let's just talk is there one area of your life or business that you wish you had some more routine Oh, definitely in life there may be exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those yeah, well, routine. Yeah. But I, I love to... a lot of people who have great routines around the mind sometimes feel a little disconnected exactly. from the routines of their body. So that's interesting you said that. Um, this work, it's not a mind work. It's actually really body work because oh, a lot of emotions yep. are stored in the body. But yep. I think like some very exercise, you know, movement, it sometimes yep. are really forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. forgot to do and I will definitely will add that to my routine, to my yeah. daily list. Yeah. And yeah, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that beautiful correction. I'm actually reading The Body Keeps the Score. I don't know if you've ever read that, but it, the reminder that you know, we think about it as mind, like, oh, limiting beliefs are in our mind, but it really is body work. So thank you for that as well. Well, Natalia, if people are resonating with what you've shared here today, how can they follow you, get to know more about what you do, or even DM you to to deepen a, a question or a conversation about something that you've shared? Yes, they can definitely find me on Instagram. I'm sure you're going to put the links and I sure can will. find me. <laughs> and I would also love to use uh, this um, opportunity to invite mm-hmm. everyone to my two-day workshop, which oh, is yeah. starting on the 19th and 12th of the May. Okay. 20th of the May. Okay. And it's going to be amazing because they're going to experience in practice how it's like mm-hmm. to find those blocks and limiting beliefs that keeps them in luck so they can shift to abundance. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. Uh, and we are going, I'm going to share very practical tools how they're okay. how they can heal that on themselves. Okay. And we are going to heal a few of them together as well. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'll put a link. Yeah in the show notes definitely if you are listening to this and that particular workshop has passed just reach out to her there may be future events or live or different groups that you can participate in so don't be nervous to reach out to natalia (laughs) she's absolutely amazing so so friendly and just committed to embodying this work so even just following her content and seeing how she is stepping into this version in and of itself is inspiring so thank you so much for being a part of this community and the podcast Natalia and we'll sign up thank you thank you thank you so much for having me I really love to be in your energy your amazing soul and thank you so much you're welcome
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.